Hey everyone, welcome to another Wednesday. And if you are on Facebook looking for this broadcast, well, you would have actually looked yesterday because today's Wednesday and that would have been yesterday, Tuesday, and not tomorrow, which is Thursday. So don't get confused. But coming up on Saturday, there is a reason that the Facebook Live event did not happen and we did not want to clutter our timeline for fear that you might miss the best thing that happens at FHC every year, at least according to some people. I might be one of those people. FHC Barn Party. Uh, this is Saturday, which would be – what is the date this Saturday anyway? November 11th. November 11th from 4 p.m. Uh, yeah. yeah, 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. here at the Hospital Church, downtown Orlando. All the details – oh, man, homemade chili and pies and goodies and music and face painting and – yeah, just an human foosball. Who human foos? Human foosball. Foosball. That's, I can't talk. <laughs> that's a mouthful. <laughs> so lots of fun games, activities, and just hanging out with our community and our friends. So if you can make it, do stop by and share that information with your friends. You can find all of that and share it directly from the Hospital Church mobile app. And if you're bringing little kids, come early because the petting zoo is not the whole time. So yeah. Oh, that's, that's right. Early. That's yeah. done, I think, around 6. Yeah. That does get done early, much to the chagrin of my sparkle. So welcome aboard to episode 75 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff as usual. Last week, our episode was entitled Mind the Gap by Jeff Sinkamani, where we decided that while it is unlikely that our lack of or underutilized orthopraxy will result in the grand-scale destruction and death of the Rwandan genocide, we should never underestimate the damage we do to others in the kingdom of God when we act in ways so opposed to that of the one we claim to follow and by following emulate Jesus Christ. And if you haven't listened to that, that is also available on the Hospital Church website and the mobile app. This week, number four, right? Christ alone mm -hmm. yep. of pillars. So there's what? Only one more one of more. the pillars of the Reformation? Right. Salvation is made possible for humanity only through Jesus Christ. Can there be any truth in a gospel that claims something besides faith in Christ and his work alone as sufficient? No. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> That's we're, we're going to try to stay on tack, track here. Every week we've seen them just taken off, and so we're just going to follow you. All right. yeah. That's what I thought the answer was, but I just wanted to make sure. And I, I really thought that you gave this week's message, really the outline, even though it wasn't necessarily right at the beginning. You shared a quote by C. Baxter. Is it Krieger? Kruger. 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 From the book The Great Dance, which after a bit of research sounds like an amazing book it's that an amazing I think book. I want to you purchase. Do. It's in my wish list on Amazon already, so it's probably going to happen. That quote said, the Father, Son, and Spirit created us so that we could participate in their life together, so that we could share in their knowledge and laughter and fellowship, in their insights and creativity and music, in their joy and intimacy and goodness, so that all of it could be played out in us and in our ordinary lives. Wowzers. Yeah. <laughs> That's a vision. When you really start breaking that down, I mean, there's, there's a lot there. But when you really start thinking about that life experience that they really created us for companionship, just like you would think of your best friend. It's like, man, if I could put together you know, your Frankenstein, your best friend, and <laughs> flip the switch, and you'd have somebody, and you'd have that person that was like you, that would yeah, share with you. You know, when, he right? read, when I saw that up there, it's the first time it kind of hit me when I was looking at it. We always get so caught up in our image, you know, that now we know what God looks like. Yeah. 
as opposed to this aspect of God, of being able to be friends with us, that our likeness is much more about the relationship than it is about looks. And there's never been a time when God didn't exist in relationship. Mm-hmm. I think just having that whole idea of it, it's a relation, it's the relationship aspect that is so critical in what He wants from us and for us as well. Uh, it's it's yeah. just really cool. Well, it struck me that I, f- I feel like our Christian journey, and maybe particularly salvation, is a solo endeavor. <laughs> kind of like what you just said. We kind of get our own image, and we kind of forget that other piece. But, you know, we have to be right with God. We have to spend time alone with Him. We have to understand Him and what His <laughs> Word means. And, like, like, it's all on us. But this gave a different view that our very creation was participatory, right? Uh-huh. This was supposed to be with not in spite of or because of or whatever. This is, we were supposed to be with him. So for anyone that struggles with this, you know, this Christian thing, I don't think I like it because (laughs) it it feels like I'm isolated. And even when I'm in community, there's that part that I have to play. But in reality, we should be just joining what is kind of already in place. Flowing into the stream of that, that it already is. One of the things that always strikes me when I study this concept is the ordinariness of it all that it's really just everyday life lived with God. We think sometimes we have to go do this special thing, this mountaintop experience, (laughs) mantra, or make this pilgrimage or whatever. And really, God just wants to be with us. I mean, the whole concept of the Scriptures being completely about God saying, I'm with you, will you be with me? That whole concept, along with our ordinary lives, should cause us to be able to enjoy our spiritual walk versus having it frustrate us. Well, and to be a chosen versus a begat. Yeah. That that's kind of what I thought mm-hmm. of because you I think you <laughs> used the word beget, didn't you? Yes, if yeah, if I remember correctly. <laughs> and when you said that, I was like, Well, yeah. I don't often think of myself, even though I think there's a lot of scriptures that <laughs> well, I know there's a lot of scriptures that say it. And we hear it a lot, especially here at the hospital church, that God has chosen us. But yet it still feels like sometimes you go through that list and it's like, well, I'm just another one of them Christians. Yeah. I'm a big dad. <laughs> but when you actually think about it, that it was planned for and you are chosen, that should give us a different perspective on sure. how we how we really approach that. But I really thought about what he said over and over and over again, and you've probably read the whole book? Oh, several times. Several times. Okay. <laughs> so how does he come to that statement? What is he looking at to give to us about how they chose us? Well, I think it's the creation story. I think it's the incarnation story. One of his big points in the, in, in his book on the great ants is that in Christianity, we've almost, we've so deified the cross that we have neglected the incarnation and that the condescension of Christ to come and open up the Trinity to us, but becoming human. The, the whole idea that he's not just, he wasn't just human for 33 years here. He's, he's <laughs> right. human for all time now. And that we have broken into the Trinity in Jesus, which is just a, a, an incredible concept. That's kind of hard to think, the fact that he is human. Human now. N- right, now. that yeah. How yeah. does that, I mean, I guess <laughs> if we're going to be human and we're yeah. going to be in heaven, then. It works however, if you can explain the incarnation, you go ahead. <laughs> yeah. We'll just let you have, we'll the, rest let of you the, have the rest of the program. <laughs> well, I've got about 10 minutes and 52 seconds to Good get luck. this right. <laughs> but the other part that I th- struck me as different about the message, you had talked about what is it about abundance that even from the beginning in Eden, where everything was as perfect as it will ever be this side of heaven, 
it never was and it never is enough. How do we give our abundance out of that? Because once we realize that, we should have all kinds of abundance to give to others. How do we compartmentalize that (laughs) and hand it off to someone in a way that they understand? Because we all have so much and we have a lot to give. Yeah, that, that was the. I think that was one of the things that Jesus came to to free up was our limited mindset. This idea of withholding and that gives us leverage, and mm-hmm. um, gives us the ability to keep our you know our little group special because we have this. And Jesus was wholesaling it off and just he was open source ahead he, of time. He was open sourcing it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Exactly. And they that was a hard thing for them. So they get caught up in their little petty. Arguments, and that's what's so interesting to me, is they'd come to him and ask him these questions, and Jesus saying, why are you asking me these questions? Why don't you just follow me? I am the one that you want to have a relationship, not your petty concerns about these issues or holding on to control or power. You have so much more if you just follow me. And I think that's the idea, is if when we get to be a part of what he's really wanting for us in a relationship, all of the the greed and all of the desire to have and hold and control falls away. Well, in what you just said, not a lot has changed. When you think about it, I mean, Jesus gave amazing answers and, well, he was Jesus, so that that's <laughs> probably makes sense. But so many times when people will bring up different different arguments or just different points of view, and so much of it immediately goes to, like you said, I'm going to protect my position, I'm going to protect my group. Right. And... You asked a question, Andy, why is it that we can more easily wrap our heads around every one being condemned by one man's sin, (laughs) but it is a struggle to let ourselves believe that all people are made right in God's sight by one act of righteousness. One man, Adam, says, my will be done and all are lost. One man, Jesus, (laughs) says, your will be done and all are saved. Why? But those same things, why is that still so hard for us to wrap our minds around? And even if we can, (laughs) then to let go and invite. Yeah. And I I really think part of it's just the fallen human nature that wants credit. We want to deserve something besides condemnation. (laughs) (laughs) What we deserve? Yeah. I had talked to Jeff earlier in the week about a great quotation from The Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis. Oh, yeah. Um, where it's the story of the bus ride from heaven from hell to heaven. A fascinating, fascinating read. I had started a long time ago, but my daughter recommended I read it, so I did a couple weeks ago. And there's this great quotation that says, never fear, there are only two kinds of people in the end. <laughs> those who say to God, your will be done, and those to whom God says in the end, your will be done. Ooh. That, that all that are in hell are there by choice. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. That, that, and without that human choice, there can, there can be no hell. So it's it's really fascinating. I mean, that's really that simple. Is the, do we have a life that says your will be done, or does he eventually say to us, "Okay, I, yeah. you this is what you want. Your will be done." And that's probably part of this limiting thing too. Is we we limit saying you can't possibly be able to do everything for me. I I've yeah. got to take care of some of this. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, there's human pride involved. There's yeah. a position. There's control, there's ownership. All those issues come to be part of that journey to not be willing to say, okay, no, no, I just want your will to be done. I want your will to be done. And being able to let that mean, that doesn't always, that's not a roll over and die be easy thing. Sure. I mean, when we're facing, if I'm on a diet (laughs) and there's really some really fattening good food there, it's not easy at that point to say, okay, I realize I need to 
lose a few pounds. Not my will, but yours be done. That means I'm not going to eat this today. That, that's a struggle at that point. Sure. So it's not just it's not glib, but it is it is a way of living that we start evaluating our choices by: Am I seeking my will? Or am I seeking God's will on this thing? And if I mean, think about okay, when you turn the TV on, when you where you're going to go for entertainment tonight, how you're going to live your life, how you're going to love your wife and your spouse and your kids, and I mean, all those things. Am I doing those in a way that's about my will, or am I really trying to say, hey, look, direct me? I want to do your will in this thing. I, I want to be the kind of person that you want to be. Yeah, I think it goes down to the whole idea of I really do want this. It's really, I mean, Paul writes about the, we hear about, I really want this, but I, I do these things. Right. Yeah. Romans 7. But, right. I, what I want to do, I don't do. And what I don't want to do, I do. do, do, do. Uh, speaking yeah. of, you know, especially now we're ending into Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> but on that side of it, when we are able to use a little self-control and all those things, we think that that's our doing our part. We think that that's all of a sudden, <laughs> yes, real <laughs> said, oh, man. me doing my, mm. oh, I'm finally doing my thing. And, uh, and, and God said, no, that's, that's you wanting to be more and more and more in a relationship with me. That's all he desires from us, but that's how we kind of interpret yeah, we this. Like, we like to, we want to we warp wanna, it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Being, and being able to recognize that Christ has done it all. And we can rest in that. The big thing's done. I mean, yeah. if you got a billion dollars in your bank account, you're not worried about whether your check's going to bounce. You know, right. that's just not going to, that, that's out of the realm of possibility for you. And so when we have trillions and trillions and quadrillions and beyond our belief in our bank account spiritually, you know, we want to we live God honoring lives, but let's not, let's recognize we live in a world of sin. There's yeah. going to be things where we make mistakes. God's got us. Let's keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've been through this theme in multiple messages this year. <laughs> you think? And so, you know, and I appreciate that because I think in this context, the way the invitation was put across and how it was maybe reworded or respun or redrawn in our minds, that this really should declutter any thought process mm-hmm. of this was an invitation. This is no more about me. I'm being invited. Am I accepting that invitation to be and wow, live that good. life? Mm-hmm. Or am I just going to go on and say, you know what? This makes no difference. Because if it doesn't, then you've probably already kind of made up your mind yeah. if you know anything about this. I mean, if you're new to this, obviously, yeah. grab a hold of it. And if you need to know more, ask questions. <laughs> that's that's perfectly all right, and it's encouraged. But and that was my next point. How do we articulate this good news if this isn't an aha moment? Why isn't it to you? This is an invitation. It puts it more in a one-on-one relationship. Yeah, right. I liked. I liked also. Of course, I did. I was speaking. I liked. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I liked the aspect of of thinking of evangelism differently. Uh, right toward the end, I talked about how the fact that if we recognize that it's all Christ alone, it is Christ alone. And that that's the that's the status of the entire world. Jesus died to save the entire world, and to help people recognize that that's what that's what God has done for them is so much different than trying to convince someone to believe like I do about everything. Right. And so evangelism is just wake awakening people to who they can be in Jesus Christ. Uh, he's it's a done thing. Now just ex, you know receive it, accept it, it, it go for it. It's a good thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. And at the right near your closing, you said Jesus came and stood in Adam's shoes, but refused to be Adam. Mm. 
He stood in Israel's shoes and refused to be Israel. He stood in your shoes and mine and refused to be you or me. His death wasn't the end of the relationship with his father and the spirit in us, but it was its final triumph. He is at one with the father and he brings us into the same state. And again, when you add all of this together, he's at one with the father and he brings us into that same state. And we all want to belong to something and we all want to be important. Like you said, we want to be someone, we want to be recognized. But this should really provide us with a sense of belonging, the royal lineage, the heritage, all the stuff that you talked about. So if you think this is just merely the human realm, even if that's the case, what an honor, right? Right. And so, but then adding to it who Jesus is, that makes it almost unfathomable. (laughs) And then how do you not share that good news? So that wasn't the wrap-up, but we're out of time, so it really is. (laughs) So we, uh, when I looked over at the clock, we were out faster than I thought. But before we go, one of our FHC takeaways from this past week asked, what do you know about your family tree? So I just thought this might be fun. Share about any interesting or famous ancestors or just things. A couple people I know did the 23andMe recently and was like – 8% 8% Neanderthal, you know, and I had nothing that I thought even close. So if you have any of those moments, I thought those might be fun to share. You can leave us a voicemail, text, email. They're all in the Florida Hospital Church mobile app. So upcoming this week, what are we finishing it's really, up? It's really mm. all of them wrapped into one. Well, excellent. Uh, we can take and, next week and, off then. No, 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 no. Uh, we do all that we do. We think it's all about our salvation. It's really all for the glory of God. So for the glory of God alone is this week. All right. Excellent. Well, you don't want to miss that because this has been a really, really good series. So you'll definitely want to join us. So until next Wednesday in episode 76, this is Randy for Andy, Jeff, and Tom saying thanks for joining us. And we'll talk to you then.